Episode 35, Tell Me Where to Turn. Recording this evening from the palatial estate of one Tommy2 underscore zero. That's right, and as long as it doesn't start raining, we're going to be in for a big night. There is some, uh, I guess you could say some early 90s homoerotica on the (laughs) TV out here by the back patio as the 1990 Royal Rumble is playing. Yeah, we may have some live Royal Rumble updates as we go. Let you know how it all uh, develops. So, uh... So episode 35, who, who is the greatest number 35 in DFW sports history? DFW sports history? Yeah. Andy Moog. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. You come up with anything better than Andy Moog? No, I'm trying to think of anybody who played for the Cowboys that wore 35. That's pretty... It's, a, it's kind of football no man's land, isn't it's it? It's not a common number. I mean, the best 35 ever is Kevin Durant, but that's not... That's not DFW ties. No. You get Texas ties, but not DFW. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He went to your alma mater. He did. I forgot. We didn't have any classes together or anything. So when you guys were like, did you ever hang out, like help him study? I just told you we didn't have any classes or anything like (laughs) that. You can still help him study. You know, like, listen, on uh, Friday Night Lights, Landry helps people study all the time. He's not in class with all of them. Why do you think that Kevin Durant would need help studying? Ooh, fair hey. point. <laughs> well, you really put me on the spot here. I hey. don't know. Because he's an athlete, I guess. Well, he only went there one year, so there's a decent chance of one and done. He may not have ever attended a class, <laughs> to be honest with you. Speaking of Kevin Durant, tell me if this is a D-Gen move. The All-Star Game is on right now. Okay. Do you know what For the... what sport? Oh, I hate Tommy so much. <laughs> Do you know what the... The total line was, if you want to bet the over-under? You know, I'm going to guess that it was probably 306. It started at 354. (laughs) It dropped to 352, and I took the over. Oh, you got to jump on under 352. Sure. It's pacing. I'm going to hit this over. We may coincidentally get into some of this later. Uh, as I scan some of our emails and stuff, I just touch on it now. I have not watched the NBA All-Star Game in years, even as a fan of basketball, because I can see glorified pickup games, you know, at various rec centers. Now, there's awesome plays that are made and all that, but it's it's just like watching a live video game. So, Glenn, you weren't you weren't watching the no. Tricked up slam dunk contest where they were dropping balls from a drone. I did. I did see some of that, and that was ex- extreme idiocracy. <laughs> and what was what was the deal with this year? The whole bit was just let's line up three people, including a random cheerleader, and jump over them. Like, oh, I, did, I didn't actually watch that much of it. And I mean, that was, uh, Glenn Robinson who won it. Uh, that was the first dunk he did. And then and the last dunk he had was a variation of the same thing. It was a different dunk, but he jumped over like three people. Impressive, but just kind of random that out of nowhere we're just lining up people and jumping over them. <laughs> Why not? It sounds with terrible, dr- but... With a drone involved. Yeah, I mean, I guess we should also say if everybody's noticing that Dave suddenly sounds like he's recording at a higher level of broadcasting that... He finally decided to shell out the uh, money to p- purchase a proper mic, and he stopped using the uh, Xbox 360 Rock Band 2 microphone yeah. that he recorded the first 20 or so appearances with. I will just like to say that I'm 
multiple weeks have asked, just send me the link and I will buy a good microphone. Just tell me which one to buy. And I kept getting links to various <laughs> sex toys. Yeah. And then you finally sent one that looked about the same as those, but was apparently a microphone. And that's I, what I, I just bought. thought you were waiting for uh, Aaron's rent to own to step up to the plate and find one you could rent for like seven bucks a week and... Yeah, their uh, microphone department's a little slim. Need to talk to them about that. So since everybody can hear us clearly, all three of us, I guess we should do the proper introduction. Sure, I, and and I will say, I will say too. I, I'm assuming they can hear us clearly. Clearly, I don't. This is our first time to ever actually record outside, so I have it no, I, I have no idea if if um, crickets or or uh, ambient noise or anything like that's going to come into play, but. We'll find out, but we are in the elements, that's for yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm looking at the screen right now, and I don't know anything, but the, the all the little lines are jumping up and down like they normally do, so I think I think that's a good thing, right? Yeah, we'll just crank the volume up to 12 if we if we need to before we before you post it. May I put it, I'll put I it that say, way? Yeah, well, I'd love to see we. you post it. <laughs> it's the royal we. So Twitter, uh, you get me at Glenn3 underscore 11. Me, Tommy2 underscore zero. I don't think I've tweeted in weeks. But you would receive and review tweets. I will respond to tweets. I haven't put out any proactive tweet in weeks. And uh, you can find me at point break underscore Dave. So I like, uh, Tommy, I like your, you have a wonderful home, and this is a, a very diverse community that, that I see that you live in and around. Well, yeah, I like to be amongst, you know, I, I don't want my family or my children to grow up in, a, in an area where they don't feel like that they can embrace all aspects of the, uh, of the diverse and great country that we live in, Glenn. Seems odd, though, that the only way you're celebrating the diversity is by having various people landscape and tend to your yard here. <laughs> Speaking of, uh, well, actually... That'll be a joke for off-air, but the the thing that you and I were at earlier today... The thing that we were at? You know what I'm talking attended. about. I, I had thoughts along those similar lines. I had a whole joke series worked up. I think I know where you're <laughs> headed, but yeah, that's going to be... Uh it's going to be an offline. That might be premium content one yeah, day. For, I was going to say, yeah, that's <laughs> ultra-premium content. That's not happening here, yeah. so... So we have a uh, go ahead, Dave. The All Star Games at halftime and it's pacing for three eighty. So when I hit the over on this, you guys can both tell me what a great sports better I am. Man, I don't, I don't even have to. I already know it. <laughs> but that just shows even more just what a trash sporting event that that is. So don't you have something that you're going to brag to us about, Glenn? About how well you've been doing? Didn't you step out and buy something of value? Uh. Yeah, well, before we get to that, you want to you want me to talk a little ticket stock? Oh yeah, I guess that's true. It'll of course by the time this get goes up, it'll have been a little bit of time passed, but yeah. Yeah, but I'll just briefly. I only went on You Saturday. went out there and handed out business cards for the show. Yes. Did you go ahead and talk to Cat about just seeing if we could get on the air? I tell him we've done 35 episodes. Like we feel like we're pretty much qualified I gave him, at this yeah, point. Yeah, I gave him a uh, a demo laser disc with all the first 34 episodes. I tried to get it to him, but security whisked me away. Did you do like a compilation of all the dong talk we've had over the first yeah. 35? Uh, put together a, a best of on a on a mixtape. <laughs> um, got the word out there. Went out there on Saturday. Kind of walked around a little bit and I stayed for about I'd say the majority of the time wasters set but not the whole thing. So Irving Convention Center, again, very nice venue. Was there a good crowd out there? Oh yeah. Uh, so I walk in. 
walk in the doors, kind of looking around. Do I see anybody I know? Any, you know, local radio celebrities I might want to say hi to, anything like that? No, the first thing I see is the tight end sports bar and grill booth. All right. Five, five basically exposed buttockses <laughs> staring right back at me as they're taking a picture with some dude. And no doubt strategically positioned right next to the door. Of course. I mean, this is when you walk in, these are the first humans was there, that you're Was seeing. there like a sign that said, welcome families or something? <laughs> I don't know. So glad I didn't take my kid. Or kids uh, this year. Think he would have had some questions for dad about that? Yeah. There have been all kinds of questions and all kinds of reports once he got home as to what he saw. So Your kid's not old enough to... No, he would just... Understand sexuality. No, but he would just relay the story. He would have just said, Mommy, Daddy took me to a place where there was... He would have said, Mom, we got there. People showing their butts. Yeah, their butts were hanging out. Is exactly what what he would have said. Yes, they were. Yeah, yes, they were. It's just called Irving. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, good time. Plenty of people there. Good. Uh, Time wasters. Pretty strong set. It was all '80s theme this year. '80s theme. It's always a mix of like they just cover some songs with you know the legit song, and then to do parody songs too. Um, See a few highlights. Machine did a song, what is it? I think it's the Robert Palmer song, Addicted to Love. Yeah. But he redid the the lyrics. It was about Mike Soroy, and it was, might as well face it, Mike's addicted to drugs. (laughs) Nice. Hilarious. Funny. Uh, Let's see. Jake and TC did a Hall & Oates song, but I can't remember which one it is. But Jake had a Fort Worth Fire jersey on. Wow. Which was top shelf. Let me tell you something. (laughs) Dave and I have been to a fair amount of Fort Worth Fire games in our day. I've, I've been to more than a few. I saw them win a title one year in a game seven. Oh, wow. So I don't wow. know that. I think I have been to a playoff game, and then briefly they introduced the odd Fort Worth Brahmas that played at Will Rogers, and the Fire played at Tarrant yeah. County Convention Center. And Yeah, I don't understand how that all worked out. I don't think anybody ever could. Um, so then, and then the highlight for me was. Uh, Danny Bayless uh, fronted this cover on vocals and played bass, and then the Catman played lead guitar oh, wow. on a uh, Metallica cover of Seek and Destroy. Oh, boy. Always goes back to Metallica with this guy, doesn't it? Which leads us into uh, some of the events of this week. So oh, boy. If you've been by the channel, you've probably heard some of the promos for one band called Metallica coming to play at Jerry World in June. They're still together? They are. I was, I'm was. i prepared for this getting hit in the nuts a few times. But <laughs> When's I, the last time they made an album? Ten, ten years? Uh, three months ago. Oh. <laughs> Probably why they're out on tour. And yeah. I don't even know. I'm just going to throw that out there, though. Probably it's why the first time they've tour. toured, the, uh, toured the States since 2009. So it's been, it's been a while. And this is a stadium tour. So this is... I was going to say... Is that they've, Superfly Snooka? It is. He's dead now. He is. He's bigger than I remember. Man, he's a he big is. Dude. Wow, look at that. Look at those traps. Man, he's going to kill somebody out there <laughs> and get away with it. <laughs> uh, okay, so Metallica doing a stadium tour and playing Jerry World in June. You ruined my next line of questioning, which is, could they fill up House of Blues? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they could. 
no chance. Um, so they're giving tickets away free, obviously. No, they're, they're not. Uh, they're uh, not. Let me tell you, they are not free. <laughs> oh, wow. So I've seen this band. Once I go in June, should I make it to the middle of June? This will be the ninth <laughs> time that I've seen Metallica in my lifetime. Wow. And they are getting into their 50s, and I am staring down the barrel, staring down the barrel of age 40. So time might be short for both of us. So this <laughs> might be the last time I see them. There's no way everybody aforementioned makes it to June, is there? <laughs> you want to take that bet, Dave? You, you oh want to take boy. a death? Or? Dave's like, well, I'm going to need odds on that, I think. That's a, that might, Give me might, two to one. Might <laughs> so, uh... Seen him several times, but I'm, I'm treating this as a very distinct possibility. This is the last time I'll ever see him. Have every time you've seen him, has it been local or did you ever travel? No, always just Dallas or Fort Worth. Wow, they played in Fort Worth. They played at the Tarrant County Convention Center in '97. Wow, and you know, you two nights, and wow. I went to both nights. <laughs> <laughs> they played the same set both nights, and it was awesome. Uh, the first night, yes. The second night, no, because they were also doing like a live concert video, oh. and uh, a, a few of the songs they didn't really get a good, I guess, version of it or whatever. The first night, I guess they want to have two shots of everything to edit it all together before they put out the the live video. Kind of like how we do this podcast; we do it twice and then right. edit the best parts together. So uh, they actually did like three or four songs. They played them twice, and like their set ended up lasting like. Three hours and fifteen minutes, so, like back to back, or did they? Yeah. Then they would. They told the crowd, "They're like, here's what we're doing. You guys are going to be in this thing. You know, it's coming yeah. out later this year. You know, whatever. We, th- you know, we're going to play this next song, and then we're going to play it again because we need to do it for you know whatever. So it felt like we were a bunch of extras in a movie. Wow, which I really guess strange. we were. So for a set that long, did that did that mess up like whatever local wrestling show they were opening for? <laughs> Well, how did the fire get out and play their game afterwards? Yeah. Did they, was the ice exposed or not exposed? <laughs> they slowly exposed it as the show went on, where they were just playing like, it was like one of those mini trampolines you get for your kid. They were all just standing on there. And Lars just had like, he was, you know, the drum kit where it all attaches to you. And he's just beating the one bass drum in front of him. So why why would they choose Fort Worth? Like when they record those DVDs, they always do it at MSG or somewhere like really iconic. That's a why, great. Like with like Metallica, Tarrant County Convention you know Center. What? I need, there is a, uh, I, I have it. Well, like, of course, you had to have gone out and bought it the first day. Right? Yeah, I'm also in it. For like, it's like a split second. Okay. We, we need, need photographic I need, proof of I this. need to track it down. I have it. If I still have it, it was on VHS. Yeah, we've got to have proof of this. Because this was 97. Uh, but yeah, because I had general admission, like standing room uh, tickets, and they did like the stage in the middle, so it's like a theater in the round type of thing. So they were playing at Casa Manana? <laughs> no, but I went there a lot as a kid. Man, he's got Fort Worth jokes tonight, know, that's, boy. It's pretty good. Like nobody's gonna get that. I got it. Oh, I got it. I too. used to go there as a kid. It was great. Uh, um. So wow. so anyway, I was like right on the rail, like you know, right next to you know one part of the stage. But you know, as they they pan the camera back and forth or whatever during the course of the show, there's a part of that video that I, I, I've slowed it down. And it's not like I'm like right in the camera, but I can point myself out. But it's literally just. Half a second. Hey. So it's pretty hard when you try to time it for that, for that <laughs> half a second. Yeah. Yeah, well, that, it's a pretty like, tight window to shoot in there. Pa- 
just pause it at the exact right time, and everything just kind of falls. Yeah, falls into place. That's a better way to better way to put that. So let's let's get back. Let's go back to 2017. Okay, let's well, flashback I, I, I enjoyed that trip down memory lane. 20 years. Um, so I'm treating this as this is very well could be the last time I see them. I've seen them up close, but I've never experienced at a Metallica show or any concert a VIP or as they call it an enhanced experience. Oh, Ratchet wow! Now I did not go with the the top level that you could buy. Was you get a laundry list of like free stuff, you get special entry into the stadium at a certain time. You get to go backstage. You get to meet members of the band. It doesn't guarantee you which one or if it's all of them or not, but you get to meet members. There's some other stuff that goes along with it. And then you get to, you'll go to concerts and you'll see the bands up there playing and like on either side of the stage, standing on the stage. Yeah. You'll see, here's some random spares. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's who these people are. And if you see somebody up there, they've doled out $24.99. To see wow. this show, and that's not twenty four dollars and ninety nine cents. Wow, that's twenty five hundred bucks. Wow, to do this, a person obviously, a person. Wow, and they have this other thing uh, that they're setting up where they bring in a bunch of old like it's basically a Metallica museum that they set up on the day of the concert. That if you have like a certain access and pass, you get to go through and see all this memorabilia and stuff. So that's just part of that package. I'm like a step or two down from So you that. can't go in the fake museum. I can't go in the fake museum okay. because the difference between what I got and the one right above me, which gives you access to the museum, everything else is the same. It's an $80 difference. And I'm like, I don't think I want to pay 80 extra bucks to walk through what I would imagine is a room. But if you're paying $2,500, another, what's another 80 no, no, I'm not paying $2,500. No, no, no. I'm just saying, though. For oh, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's the top one. The, right. the one down from there is, well, we'll get to that, but... So I'm going, and the wife is going with. Ooh, has she ever been to any of the other nine? Two of them. Okay. okay. She's been to see them a couple times. All right. And she enjoys it. She does not. In, she does not go with me to any other concerts of what I normally go to see. But this is one band that she'll definitely go and she'll enjoy it. But she's going with. We got the same same deal here. Uh oh. Three hundred and fifty bucks a piece. Wow, seven bills, man. Seven hundy plus whatever I spend while I'm there. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, those Jerry beers aren't cheap. No, you get so what comes along with it is I get a general admission ticket. Okay, I get I can go onto the floor before people who just. If all they're getting is a general admission ticket, I can get access to the floor before they can. So if I want to get like as close to the stage, I can. We can do that. Um, we have access to. We we there is like a special entry that's only for <laughs> enhanced experience. <laughs> I love yeah, that. I know about that entry. Um, we can get into the stadium before you know the regular crowd or whatever. There's like a, a, a the Ultimate Warrior. Wow. Dude, I bet he uh, clears the ring. Just prediction. <laughs> the ring will be cleared by the time you're done with this story. There's like an enhanced experience lounge. Nice. There's, there's his own separate bar, and we get a couple of drink tickets, which is not yeah, bad. Yeah. You know. it, it, those, yeah. But, I mean, have you stopped to consider that you're going to have to be hanging out with other Metallica people? I'm okay with that. I'm a man of all people. There's a buffet. Whoa. And what else is there? 
And then, like, for... And you have, like... There are... I hate to say servants, but... You're doing an awful lot of air quotes for a podcast. Yeah. I just want to say that. Like, for for those of you that are, are yeah. trying to visualize Glenn right now, just every two minutes, or two seconds, I'm sorry, he's doing air quotes with I his hands. I have a problem saying the word servants without putting it in air quotes. But there are, there are there's a wait staff there for those that are in this area. And uh, what am I forgetting? I mentioned the buffet. You did? Oh, and like the merchandise tables and stuff like that. We get some free merchandise, like shirts and stuff. So, I mean, they're for 700 bucks, they're yeah. doing pretty good by it. Because a shirt's probably 50 each if you get two shirts. Oh, so probably, it's 100 bucks yeah. in shirts. It's probably at least 35 or 40 yeah. And then there's other merchandise you can choose from, but like there's a separate like merch tent or oh, whatever so setup where we are yeah. so we don't have to stand in the huge line I mean, really the so. only negative i'm hearing right now is that you have to listen to metallica play other than that it sounds pretty good it's gonna be a great two to two and a half hours did they list in all the features like the buffets how many crepe stations are there i don't know are I don't there know carving using, stations i don't know if they're using <laughs> the kansas city chiefs <laughs> You know, uh, catering service. That was a not. joke for just the three yeah. of us. Yeah. Really appreciate it like, here on the porch. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I can get an omelet custom made <laughs> or not. One question I have is you mentioned that you could, you know, get to the floor early and get up close. Is that yeah. the plan? Do you plan to be? You know, I, it'd really be only if you wanted to get like right up to the rail where you're like in the absolute first row. But if you do that. Once you get out there, you can't really leave the spot. Yeah. You're going to lose it. Because it's all standing room. Yeah. Because otherwise, I don't... One, I can I can see over 97% of the people that are there. I was going to think that, but Your wife Mrs. Glenn cannot. Yeah. Well, you know, I paid for this, so it's, she's on her own. <laughs> um, I can see over everybody, and if I... Except for maybe the very, very front, wherever I want to get to, I can find my way. I can force. I can force my way in. You can force your way into the enhanced split spot. Yes, for the enhanced experience. So it should be a crazy time. So, well, can, can I I'm, can I tell you? It's jogged my memory about the one time I had an enhanced experience. Right, I don't know if I tell. ever told you guys, and this will probably make both of you really mad because it involves basketball, which I hate. But I'm already me, I'm already mad if you got like good tickets to it's a basketball like three game. Three or four years ago. Oh, I know this story already. But yeah, somebody somebody said uh, at work said, "Hey, we've got two tickets to the Mavs game. Do you want to go? I hear they're really good seats." And I wasn't doing anything, and I said, "Yeah, I'll go." I mean, I still enjoy going to games, yeah. even if even if it is basketball. Well, once I got handed the tickets, they came with like real special instructions. Like there was a piece of paper in there about what you had to do. Like when you get to the arena to get the enhanced experience. Well, it turns out... <laughs> Wear this blindfold. <laughs> yeah. Well, it turns out the tickets I have, I don't remember specifically what it said on the ticket, but but what it said on the ticket, th- there's no wayfinding or legend or map that tells you where to go because they're right next to the Sacramento Kings bench. Like we're sitting next to the bench on the floor on yeah. the folding chairs. Oh, but, wow. We, we went in there, we had to ask somebody to help, and they said, no, 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 you know, come here. And this lady kind of had my wife and I follow her. She took us through like a nondescript door, 
She said, take this elevator down to the lowest level it goes to. When you get off the elevator, you know, just look for look for somebody to help you. Well, we get off the elevator and the, the um, Mavs dancers are all standing there stretching like on the floor. Right You're like, can I, I need your help. <laughs> so, yeah, I went down there and <laughs> stretched it out a little bit. No, but, but, but what jogged my memory of this. Hey, <laughs> kids. <laughs> Thanks, kids. No, but what what jogged my memory about the story was that they 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 escorted us to this private dining area under the arena, and they did. They had a personal chef in there, and the guy was like, "Hey, what do you want?" You know, I mean, it wasn't totally unlimited, but they were they were yeah. kind of it's more than hot dogs. Yeah, and, and, chicken and it was full open bar liquor beer in that room whenever you wanted. You just went in there, and I mean, there was no no tipping, no money changing hands. It was just whatever you wanted. Uh, and then yeah, we walked wow. walked out to our seats, and like my wife sitting next to Demarcus Cousins, which was like the craziest thing ever. And he was hurt, yeah. so he was at the very end of the bench in street clothes. He was wearing the tightest pants I have ever seen a human being wear. They were like leather, and you know you don't realize that like when you're Uh-oh, watching. Here we go. <laughs> what do you think I'm going to say? Uh, you think you I'm going to make you how tall Greg is? his own snake to church <laughs> joke. Is that what you think I'm going to say? I'm not. No, just how tall the people actually are. No, no. What I, what, here's the two things that struck me that you don't catch on TV is one is you don't realize how young everybody looks until you're right there with them. And they, yeah, seem, that. they seem like, I guess when you're watching on TV, they just seem older than they really are. When you're there, you're like, gosh, these guys are like kids. They seem really young. And then two, DeMarcus Cousins and then... Um, Quincy AC was sitting next to him. Okay. And he actually got in the game later, but he, he only Baylor's got a couple own, of minutes. Quincy AC. But they were talking to each other the whole game, nothing to do with the game, and yeah. were trying to get the attention of a girl like two or three rows behind him. And like he even handed like a piece of paper with something like DeMarcus did to one of the little guys that has the um, towels and water bottles and was trying to get him to give it to her. Like, you know, you think professional athletes, like, for the two or three hours the game's going on, can right. lock in. I mean, he, you could ask DeMarcus Cousins what the score was at any time. He would have had, no, he wouldn't even know who was playing. Like, he didn't know what city he was in. It's probably not the best example of <laughs> professional behavior. Yeah, he was, DeMarcus Cousins. He was just cutting a... up with Quincy AC. Uh, I believe that, um, oh gosh, what was his name? He's kind of a loose cannon. Who's the, who's the white guy from Duke? No, is is are you talking about Jimmer Fredette? Yes, yes, Jimmer. He's from BYU, right? Yeah, BYU. Yeah, he he got out there like we were we were loving uh, watching him warm up. He's jacking up shots. Really? He never got in the game either. Yeah. But he was sitting down there too, and he and like he looks so out of place compared to Quincy Casey <laughs> and Demarcus. Like, it's, oh, it's so funny. But yeah, it was it just kind of totally. It was like basically like if you were in the uh, the dugout for one of our softball games, the conversation was about that level. Yeah, there was wow. no X's and O's being talked about. It was. I've what we're gonna do and girls basically. I remember I've never this story. never hated you more, Tommy. Yeah. I for a guy who loves basketball, well, and I, and never I was got. on TV the whole oh, game, yeah, yeah, yeah. like the entire game. I was on TV. Yeah, every, every time, time the Mavericks came down and got a penetration, I yeah, was on TV. Oh, every time the ball was on that end of the floor. <laughs> yeah, because you guys were like at the perfect yeah. kind of that. You know, it's kind of mid court, but it's kind of that not side angle, but you know the angle they film basketball games. Yeah, from. like it was. Perfect. Like they weren't disguised by the goal or anything. On that end of the court, you could just see them sitting there. Tommy just scrolling through his phone while <laughs> he's he's seven looking. foot giants are doing majestic <laughs> things feet from him. He's 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 worried about like 
the Rangers farm system at that moment, trying to get the latest news. Yeah, yeah I'm sure I was trying to make sure everything was, was going good in Rangerland. You know? Quick uh, quick Mavs game story. I was obviously, I had to buy my own tickets because I don't get, oh, and I said obviously, I'm sorry, boys. Um, Take a drink. Yeah. I, uh, my wife is also a big a big basketball fan, so we got, I mean, we were probably 30 rows up, but lower lower level. It was a special occasion. Bought some nice seats. Went out there. So, about I don't know, maybe four minutes left in the second quarter. There's some like not an usher, but like one of the arena Mavs people is kind of like walking up and down the aisle and talking to people. And what he was doing was he was finding people to participate in the halftime contest. Well, oh. and he was only asking he was only asking girls. So he comes up to my wife and's like, hey. Um, at halftime, we're having we're getting like five girls. And uh, gonna, <laughs> who's got the Who's got the biggest tease contest? <laughs> and they were asking. Um, it was like they're gonna get five girls to come do a free f- free throw shooting. Okay. And my wife played basketball in high school. Her team actually won state. Like Whoa. she, she like can play Panthers. What classification? Was I mean, this? it was like one A. It was it like was a 1 tiny, a? tiny school. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a one lowercase a, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so I obviously am like just waiting for her to to walk down there, and she's no, I don't want to embarrass myself, blah blah blah. So I'm already like disappointed. Like this would be a cool story to go do. And she, I was, she was I like, I well, believe she didn't do it. She's like, what do you think they're giving away? I was like, I don't know. It's probably like a Papa John's coupon probably or something. Probably a Southwest Airlines ticket. Yeah. That's yeah. usually the default. They get down there. It's like a trip to Cabo. It was a car. What? All five girls missed. Oh. And I guarantee so she, you. All she does is make you only get a, one shot. You get one she shot. She makes a free throw and she wins a car? Yes. Man. <laughs> and I'm not like... I'm not saying she makes all of them, but she's got to be 80%. You think in that moment, though, knowing what's on the Even line... Even if she's 60%, if no, everyone I, else misses... Yeah, I mean, if you're a, a, a betting man, I mean, if you're getting 60% on anything, you're... But she, there's no downside. Like, you're well, free with a car, car, I could hedge. I could run down, find one of the rich guys in the front row, and be like, <laughs> $5,000, she misses this. <laughs> That's... That's true. I can find the dude in the cowboy hat with the glitter <laughs> glitter suit jacket. <laughs> that real estate guy. Yeah. Gentlemen, it appears it's come down to Hulk and the Ultimate Warrior for the Royal Rumble 1990. Man, who is going to come away with this? The Mega Powers. Well, actually, that was Macho. That was Hogan and, and Macho. Oh, yeah, sorry. This is going to it's going to come down to this. All right. Moving on. Yeah, but yeah, we got kind of derailed off Metallica talk to basketball talk, but... Oh, okay. So here we go. All right. So we've already got gone through the purchase of the tickets and all that. So this got me thinking. We've we've clarified that you're rich, so we got that out of the way. When, when is the show? In June, okay. middle of June. Um, so it got me thinking. Metallica's been around for quite a while. I mean, technically they've been around since like '82 or '83. Oh, okay. I said we know they've at least been around since 1997, just using yeah. circumstantial evidence gathered tonight. And. Uh, They've sold a lot of albums. Okay. Worldwide. Okay. This world that may be round, it may be flat. <laughs> it depends on who at the NBA All-Star game that you uh, that you ask. And I know NBA All-Star rosters is, is always where I want to go for astronomy and physics opinions. 
So it got me thinking, like, how many albums have they sold, and how does that compare to the other, like, bands or, I guess, individual artists, how many that they've sold worldwide. Okay. So I have kind of a two-part little little game for you. Yeah, on the ticket this week, they did the top six selling... They did? Yeah. Well, this could really fail, because I didn't hear that, if you already know I didn't answers. hear that. Yeah, but they did it on the ticket this week, but it was just it was just in the rock category. It wasn't okay. wider than rock. All right, this is everybody. Okay. And this, this is based on a very Ask Jeeves-type search of the internet, and these are numbers that are claimed sales. All right. Wait so a minute. May, so is that kind of like we claim to have a lot of listeners yeah, to our podcast? Yeah, so it may not be completely verified, but it's unverified unverified across the board, so it's it's fair to the full playing field okay so it's fair because it's unfair all the way across the board. yes everyone's I like the cheating way you think. much like the royal rumble everyone was cheating yes as we say in business terms the numbers are directionally correct okay <laughs> i like that okay so first off would be this is any any genre of music all right and going back to any points this is not limited to the aughts so we, or the can, 90s, we can go back to like gregorian like chants and stuff <laughs> yeah you think they had a lot of sound scan numbers <laughs> Mozart's fifth. Um, Everyone pirated it anyway. So it was, it was the, Beethoven's uh, fifth, by the way. Whatever. Okay, that's not real music. <laughs> <laughs> Only something off Ride the Lightning is real music. Um, that's a Metallica reference, if you don't know that. Didn't know. Okay, so either one of you, just fire away. We'll, we'll start with the top top six. and these are, Albums or bands? These are... These are uh, what an odd question. Albums or bands? It's bands or individual artists. Okay. This is the total number of, of albums in their entire catalog that okay. they've sold. So okay. it's not just like an individual album. Right. So it would be like a bad guess to guess something that only has like one album. I think that's safe to say. And the top okay. six all have claimed sales of 300 million units or more worldwide. Wow. Okay. Well, so I'll guess the Beatles then. That has to be number one, right? The Beatles are number one at approximately six hundred million. Okay. See, it's easy. Easy. Um, Elvis. Elvis number two, at also right at six hundred million, but they had him number two. Okay. A strong number two. Okay. Solid number two. Solid number two. Always looking for those. <laughs> I will go with the Rolling Stones. No, negatory. Interesting. As long as they've been around. This is obviously a flawed list. Um, Beach Boys. No. That could be the worst guess ever. <laughs> that's, like, that's unless I guess like Mumford and Sons. That might be a worse guess. <laughs> no. Uh, hmm. And I will tell you, the Rolling Stones arrive at number 13 on the list at 200 million sold. All right, what about you 2 uh, this will I'll, this will eliminate them from the second part of my game here. Okay, but I think you'd been okay. That would have been too easy. They are at 150 million. Okay, so they're so only not in the top 500. Million. Million. No, they're barely in the top 20. So so, we, so we've knocked out the Beatles and Elvis. There's still four more. If you guys can get a couple more, then I'll tell Beatles, you the others. Please be able to get at least one more. Uh, Willie Nelson. No. Pink Floyd. Close, but but no. Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin, number six. All right. At approximately three hundred million. All right. All right. Now there are three more. Well, is Metallica one of them? No. Okay. They're not. That's not the. <laughs> I didn't know if this is where you're leading up to just finish finish it off, time it perfectly. For there that. are three more artists. Okay. Two are alive. 
one unalive. Michael Jackson. Oh, unalive. that's what I was about to say. Yeah. Michael Jackson, number three, with 350 million units. Fascinating. And the other two are alive. Next two, both alive. Interesting. And Can not- you give us a genre hint? Um, pop music. All right. And both many times have enjoyed the company of other men. Ooh, Elton. Elton John at number five. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And then number four. Prince? Uh, go back to more of a hetero thought. Okay. But has enjoyed the company of other men? Uh, hundreds. Sting? <laughs> oh! <laughs> Think more Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. <laughs> um, she recently spoke at the... Madonna. Madonna. And number four with just over 300 million sold. Very good. I think Led Zeppelin would have been the outlier there. I, I was just... That was very Well, I, was very that, I cheated on that one because I heard that one on the tickets list. And when somebody guessed it, I thought, that's the worst guess. And then they but, were like, boom. Just to piggyback on that, your other guess was Pink Floyd. Mm-hmm. Pink Floyd number seven. Yeah, they were on the rock list at too. At 250 million, yeah. which when I... I would have thought that up, was a bad guess. I wouldn't have thought that they yeah, were. Yeah, I thought that they were more indie than that. I thought yeah. They were more like the Arcade Fire of their time. So here's our our brief game that we'll play. All arcade right. Fire sucks. Uh, since you asked, uncalled for. Metall- about Metallica, they fall at number 29th on the list with at number hun- at number 29th at number 29th at 29th on the list. There we go. Or at number 29 with 110 million units sold. Okay. And counting, obviously. And how many of those were sold to you? <laughs> um, I don't know. Top 29 of all time is pretty good, though. It's pretty impressive for a thrash metal yeah. band. Would have been a great number in the Royal Rumble, too. Yeah. Would have been second from the last. Okay. <laughs> so our our bit here is knowing that they sold $110 million, I will give you an, an individual artist or a band, and you will tell me whether they've sold more or less. Ooh, I like I it. I like it. I like it. Then the mighty boys of Metallica. And this, is, and this isn't just some way for you to gratify yourself by everybody being less than Metallica. No, it's not. You promise there's at least one on here that's sold more. Uh, we'll see how <laughs> things go. First off, we'll stay in the, the All right, rock. Why are you unzipping your pants? The rock category. Bon Jovi, more or less than Metallica? Less. I'd say more. You say more? The answer is less, 100 million compared to the 110. Wow. Literally of, millions more. Wow. Speaking of in Metallica's the, favor. Uh, the second one we're looking at here, Rihanna. Oh, that has to be less. Yeah, less. Now, this is Wikipedia, so <laughs> it can be altered, I know. Wikipedia is telling me that Rihanna is the eighth best-selling artist in history at 230 million that can't be right now my thoughts here because that was my reaction to my thoughts here is there's some loophole that she gets credit not only for her own stuff but like when q-tip and skilo come out with something and it features rihanna and she Mumble something in the background that she gets credit for that as a, as a s- album sold. Like, might I don't do a little research on that. Somebody in the music community might need to research that for us. Maybe just somebody in the community. Let's not. I tried to kind of subtweet it out there, and he just he just says it. <laughs> he just. I'm sorry. Um, 
So let's 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 stay in the community. Uh, Jay Z, more. Yeah, more. Suck it, Jay Z. You're only at a hundred million as well. <laughs> oh wow! If, if Rihanna sold more than Jay Z, that's a travesty. Has, that, has he ever collaborated with Metallica on something? Jay Z, yes. No, no. only Lincoln Park. Lincoln Park. Okay, and I knew he and had done a, some un- kind of crossover. And unlicensed with the Beatles. <laughs> the gray album, right? Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. You guys want a few more? Yeah, let's do a couple more. A couple more. Kanye West, more, more, more. Yeah, he's at 121 million. Yeah, I believe it. Um. Okay, here's one. I got a few more here, and then, right. and then we'll end. Uh, Nirvana. Less. I don't think they were around long enough, so I'll say less. Good call. Seventy-five million. Okay. The Who. Boy, they have been around a long time. I'm gonna say more. I'll say less. This is a hundred million, so it's wow. less. Okay. And maybe I, I'm not a big fan of theirs. I don't know their full catalog, and I don't know all the history about it. But maybe they were kind of nichey back then. Maybe they weren't like at the Possible. Top tier. Possible. They just had a. They've had a long lifespan. Right. Okay. One last. One last one to guess here. We started with the Beatles, and we'll end with a Beatle. So the sales for sales for Paul McCartney's individual music career. Anything he's just released <laughs> beyond the six hundred million the Beatles sold. Yeah, we're not counting Beatles stuff. I'm still gonna just, say. I'm still gonna say more. Still gonna say more. Uh, I'll say less. I only put it on here because it's less. Because it says it's a hundred million. <laughs> so Metallica is greater than Paul McCartney. Okay. All right. Ding ding ding. Here we go. So there, there. Uh, here we go. There we have it. So, um, so the Hulkamania came came he, out of this on top. He eliminated everyone in the 1990 Royal Rumble, and then years later, will eliminate Deadspin <laughs> from the face of the earth. Wasn't it Gawker? Well, Gawker's Gawker, the one that Gawker actually owns, shut down. Owns uh, Deadspin. Okay. So, yeah. Oh, that, yeah. 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 Deadspin, Deadspin got bought by like Telemundo when he bankrupted Gawker, and he was wearing his formal do rag and uh, <laughs> court all because he was. Caught having sex with Bubba the Love Sponge's <laughs> wife. I'm so glad. So glad you said to say that sentence in your lifetime. Oh, look at him now. How happy he is now. You think he was doing that when he got the verdict read? Man, <laughs> just pointing at the crowd, holding his hand. He up rips his off his shirt. He's doing that right now. <laughs> oh, what a what a day. Yeah. So, uh, speaking of uh, being on top, what's what's Coach Taylor doing? He's not on top. Hey, that Some little struggles at East Dillon. Yeah, they uh, they're on four. But tough. Uh, man, there's a lot less football, a lot more drama this season for sure. I told you the show kind of reinvented itself. Somewhat. Yeah, and, and there's some things that have happened that, like, even for that show, are pretty alarming. Like uh, he had to go to so Vince, the uh, troubled but very athletic young man. Yes. He had to go to his house, and uh, his his mom is like uh, straight out of the wire character, just on crack, and she's laying like on the porch of their house, like she couldn't even make it in the house, and she's asking Coach for money, and uh, he gave her some, and then, uh, and then she found out later that um, her son 
Vince is stealing cars with his other kid. They're, uh, they're, they were taking him to this chop shop, but then fast forward a couple episodes. And the Riggins brothers, who are running a very fledgling auto repair outfit now after getting out of college, are now in the chopping well, business. Hold on, getting out of college. Oh yeah, Tim, he, Tim Riggins' Tim, college experience was yeah. he went to like a class <laughs> and left. And then, and then did like the the Breakfast Club walk across the football field and just like threw his textbooks yeah. in the air and drove back. He, drove, to he got in his pickup truck and was just throwing his backpack and his pencils and his calculator. He was driving windows down down the freeway too. That, yeah, just kind of just a, jettisoning, jettisoning, uh, jettisoning. Man, it's hard to say after one of these. 5.2 APV. Uh, would you not want a craft beer? No, I have. I'm drinking my uh, Taco Casa I, sponsored I, I Dr. Pepper. I brought you your very own craft beer out here. I'm okay. I'm good. Is the show still overtly racist? Oh, man. What, this one or Friday Night Lights? <laughs> Fair question. So the uh, other, other racist part of the show is that the... Uh, Ex, uh, one of the ex players from like 20 years ago owns a barbecue restaurant and it's called like Soul Something Barbecue. Yeah, no, it's not, but it is. It, he does own a barbecue restaurant, and, and uh, <laughs> Coach Taylor's trying to get him more involved in being a booster for the uh, for the kids, and uh, he doesn't want anything to do it. So, I feel like there's going to be something with his story of something that really bad happened to him on the football team. I can't so remember. So I'm just kind of bracing for whatever that's going to be because yeah, he, he, he really bristles like he won't talk about football yeah. at all. And then the other funny part is Buddy Garrity uh, has kind of been shunned by the original Dylan. So he's decided to come over and become a booster for Dylan East. And uh, it's a little harder on that side of town. And apparently, like, I don't understand how this is because the town is ba- pretty much supposed to be based on Odessa, right? Uh, I mean... I assume so. But they have, they have apparently have radio stations that only come in on one half of the town. So Buddy's got the, uh, <laughs> but the Espanol Dylan East station that doesn't do any English broadcasting to broadcast okay. the games in English with him as the announcer, like him calling the games. But then whenever he throws it to like a sponsor mission, he has to do it in Spanish <laughs> because all the radio station sponsors are uh, awesome. Spanish speaking. But yeah, I thought that was a pretty funny. Just a pretty funny gag, but the the fun, the uh, funniest on field thing that's happened so far is the I think at one point he said they had eighteen people on the roster, so everybody's playing both ways, and he's got him running this just playing. I didn't say going. Neither did I. I said playing, but he's got he's got him running this really basic offense. Well, of course, Vince. And I'm not going to go into any further this into like lunch pail talk, but he decides that the offense is too simple and they need to trick it up and run out of the wildcat on his own. He just right. walks up so there and he's, says, "He's in the middle of the game. They're they're losing like thirty to nothing, and the coach is calling, you know, I formation, you know, load left, whatever, you know." And Vince is out there. He's like, "Look." I'm calling the plays. We're running out of the Wildcat. And then they just immediately execute just these flawless plays out of the Wildcat. And they hang like 14 points in the last minute and a half of the game uh, to give some hope. So I think we're getting real close to our first uh, Dylan East victory. That's my prediction. And that's where we left off? Yeah, that's where we left off. Uh, the last episode, uh, Riggins brothers were chopping a car and uh, and then it ended. So 
<laughs> wow, that sounds sudden. <laughs> and I'm sure that's going to end really well. So, uh, Dave, do you have any Silicon Valley update? I have nothing. I've really been sparing it out the last two weeks. I, guys, I really apologize you guys are to really the podcast and all the listeners. I got like five episodes to go. Yeah, I, I think I have seven. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I haven't watched in the, the past few days. So I'm actually off of work tomorrow to celebrate President's Day. Wow. Celebrate Trump's. To celebrate the first 44 presidents. <laughs> you going to go protest somewhere? Yep, I'll be at the airport. <laughs> Everybody join me at the airport. 6 a.m. sharp. I'll be there. Yeah, I actually um, have to go to work tomorrow. So, so I may, do too. Maybe I will uh, knock out some episodes of that tomorrow and, and finish it off. Well, there you go. Sounds like a good way to celebrate. Because I've only got until March 7th to catch up on the Americans. Man, and I'm an entire season behind. Your entire the, the previews they've been showing the last couple of days. I have to fast forward through all of them. Oh, are you serious? Like I, my my pants are going crazy. It, it looks, looks unhinged yeah. this season. Okay, yeah. I got to catch up. Get up on that. All right. Well, speaking of finishing, why don't we close this thing out with some emails? Oh yeah, we have we have plenty of emails. All, all right. right, plenty meaning like four. Hey, that's that's, that's like four great. times as many as usual. So <laughs> the first one is uh, sent a few days ago from one. Joey, he's a good man. It says, uh, <laughs> excuse me, it says, uh, great work on the podcast. I hope you can continue uh, paying your podcast hosting fees after the dismal NFL playoff and Super Bowl showing. We're speaking for two guys here, not for me, because I like predicted it all the way through. <laughs> he like called it perfectly. Um, he's got a series of questions here. All right. What's the worst date you've ever had? Wow, that's a good one. Do you you pre-read the questions. Do you have anything I did, to go I with? I did not actually pre-read oh, okay. all of everything that was on it. Well, I feel like I feel like Dave may have already told his worst date was that story we had to pee so bad. Yeah, yeah. and you and you skipped it, and then <laughs> you didn't go, and then, and then you saw the the girl's dad. He was like, "Hey, come on that out, was here, a, Dave. Let's that was back. a tough one. Um, I have I have one where I." Ruined a date for uh, my roommate in college. You guys want to hear that one? Was the tie wrapped around the, <laughs> the doorknob? No. Did not, was the tie you? You didn't adhere to the uh, well-known rule? No, I was... Uh, I I <laughs> I waited tables at Chili's mm. when I was in college. Hugh Vivaldi there. <laughs> okay. And uh, m- uh, my roommate had mentioned that he might bring this new girl he was dating in in uh into the restaurant and he uh high rolling yeah he came he, in for a nice old timer yeah old, with cheese <laughs> and uh some chips and salsa some skillet queso if you go to chili's and don't get chips and salsa get out of my america <laughs> you're a flawed guy yeah um anyway so i hadn't met the girl yet so uh he comes in didn't warn me that this girl was probably all of 90 pounds. Oh, no. And 50 of it was the up top. <laughs> Sounds so, perfect. Yeah. So there. Put some applause in the background yeah. in that part. <laughs> Write this down. So they're there and, you know, whatever. Um, well, it comes time. <laughs> it comes time that, you know, they're finished up and I'm going to bring the check. Well, she gets up and, and leaves to go to the, the bathroom. So I'm printing out the check. So I quickly 
scribble on the check. I don't remember what I wrote, but it was something about the... Something real classy. Yes. Something about the uh, makeup of said girl. And so I quickly run over while she's still at the bathroom, hand it to him, like just drop it off the table. And I go back to, you know, kind of where you put in orders. I'm kind of peeking over to see him crack up. And it just sits there and sits there and sits there. Because he's not paying for this meal. And, yeah. They had agreed that the girl was going to buy the meal. Oh, no. What did it say? I, I don't remember. I, no, oh. I honestly don't remember. I mean, it wasn't like anything. It, it wasn't referencing a four-pointer or anything. <laughs> Was it referencing anything aquatic or nautical? <laughs> no. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it's called Glenn gets a joke five seconds yeah. later. But uh, yeah, um, it was short-lived. It's a pretty good story, though. Yeah, That's a pretty good story. I can't tell mine, so I, I, I really can't. You just can't tell it? No, the uh, the person that listens to this podcast that's in the other room, I can't tell the story. Oh, so. uh, okay. And it I, was all my fault. I just want to be very clear. I was in the wrong. Oh. I would probably say just whatever date that is on the calendar is the worst <laughs> date that I've ever had. <laughs> uh, second question. And I think we may have covered this in a prior episode. Or I, I had an episode of this. That I talked about that Diarrhea. involved a Whataburger. Yeah. Yeah, diarrhea. So what's the worst public gastrointestinal issue you faced and did you make it home in time or not? So I'll go first. Actually, now that I think about it, obviously <laughs> there's a monument to me at Devil's Bowl Speedway <laughs> over a urine trough <laughs> where I made it, but I made it there and not in the, uh, that was not the target audience for <laughs> what I was providing. So that's mine. Glenn, also, don't you have a story that wasn't you directly, but a travel companion? I want to hear that story. Okay. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. So this was actually my cousin. <laughs> and uh, both it was I was traveling with both of my cousins. My cousin and, and his brother, obviously both my cousins. We're going to Shreveport. And uh, one of my cousins just comments that he's got to go number two. My other cousin that's driving is like, you all right? Do we need to stop? He's like, no, I think I'm okay. You know, we're close. We're like 20, 30 miles out or so. Um, that's a long time. Yeah, 30 but, miles but, is a long yeah, time when you have to go it, number mean, we're two. We're probably driving 80 miles an hour. So say it's 20 minutes away. Well, he thinks he's okay. Then all of a sudden... He's not okay. <laughs> oh, no. But we're kind of at that point of no return where we're like almost there, but we're not in a place where it's not like off of 20 where you can just pull off real fast and pull into somewhere like you'd have to exit and wait at a light and whatever. So it's almost better just to take the exit for whatever it was, the El Dorado or Hollywood or whatever it was. Right. Then. Yeah. But he's like, I got to pull over. I got to pull over. My cousin's like, we'll be there in a minute. We'll be there in a minute. And he's like, the exact <laughs> words is, <laughs> was bub i'm not gonna make it man. i'm not gonna make it so we finally get there we pull up to the casino we we pull up in like the valet parking like in the circle drive and it's like something out of a movie like we're slamming on the brakes you know like drifting it in as we come up to the the front door and he gets out and he's really doing like to get out and he's holding his pants like to one side you know like as tight as he can so he gets in we that uh, we valet we're in the casino 
Some minutes pass. Cousin comes out of the bathroom. He's kind of kind of smiling and kind of not. And my cousin was like, "Well," to his brother, "Is like, did you make it?" He's like, "I didn't. I didn't make it, Bob. I didn't make it." Oh no! So he was basically in there, just kind of cleaning himself up. But whatever undergarments that he uh, or undergarment that he had on. Oh. He just stripped him down and just kind of dropped him behind the toilet. Just left it in there. Oh, wow. And they went straight to the craps table, which I didn't really mean to work that in. That's really where they went was to the to the oh, craps table. But Is it bad that mine also involves a casino? Uh, I think those kind of stories and gambling and reckless behavior usually accompany but, uh, one another. It was 2011, and uh, it was October 2011. Oh, it was game yeah. six of Rangers Cardinals. You, my friend, were in St. Louis. I, I was, was in St. Las Louis Vegas in like section three eleven yeah. or something wow. like that. And throughout the course of the day, like you know, started to feel a little funny, but nothing too alarming. Had uh, you know a couple interesting trips to the bathroom, but nothing you know that was that far out of the ordinary. Did your number two does not look like number two. My number two did not look like number two that day. I don't think. From the sounds of it, I don't think anything that you were producing looked like anything that would be normal. So we went and uh, was with my dad, and we went and watched the game in the sports book at Aria. Not to be confused with Diaria. Although, classy place. Very classy yeah, place. Amazing. Um, got through the game uh, right up until th- uh, the Nelson Cruz fly ball. And, and I'm not making this up. So I'm sit, I'm sitting there, and, and probably from about the fifth inning on, I knew something was wrong. My stomach was starting to hurt. I was yeah. starting to feel bad. And I'm sitting there, and I don't want to leave. Like, I don't want to move because I want to see this game. I mean, this is the Rangers. This is my life here. I mean, this is, it was happening, yeah. too. It was, and if Tommy somehow missed, like, the final seconds of the Rangers winning the World Series, that would be a travesty, as big a Ranger fan as he is. I think he would have to – I almost said it. He would have to be dead. Yes, to, to miss, miss that. So the ball is up in the air, and right by right, as that at bat's going on, I stand up from the couch and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, I've got to throw up!" Like, and I'm not. I've got to go. Like, like David Freeze has hit the ball. No, like he's at, he's at bat. So oh, okay, okay, he okay. Hit, so so I'm starting to back up like towards the bathroom, keeping my eye on the TV. He hits the ball, the ball that's going to Nelson Cruz, and. I turn around to run to the bathroom, but I'm not, I hadn't thought about where the bathroom is. So you can either go right and there's a bathroom, yeah, or you go left and you're just further <laughs> it's into like the a football field. And then, yeah. You're further into the sports book. So I go left, and then I look and there's just a wall in front of me, and there's people everywhere because it's World Series yes. and it's a sports book. And I just right there, right in the middle of the floor, just oh. hunch over and do it. And I remember hearing everybody groan, and I thought, oh, this is good. They're Cardinals fans. Yeah. The game's over. And then I also remember hearing a guy go, that guy's throwing up. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder where that guy is right now. So I don't know what to do at that point because I'm panicking because I know I'm really sick. Yeah. So I I just walk away. I just walk to the room. I just left it there, didn't say anything, walked to the room. Uh, turned the TV on and saw the score and was like, oh my gosh, like what happened? Like I didn't know that Cruz had dropped the ball until I got back to the room and then yeah. and and uh, and then was sick and never left the room for three days after. That was sick, probably the sickest I've ever been in my That's life. And awful. not funny, funny part, my dad who was traveling with me about 
two hours later comes up in the room and immediately throws up yeah. and was right next to me for three days and probably was actually sicker than I was. Wasn't it, if I recall correctly, it was so bad that you guys had to switch rooms? Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So was it just throwing up? Or no, it have... was actually the other part was way worse. And you only got one bathroom. Yeah, we, we there was one moment where I had to sneak out into the hallway like uh, probably about 36 hours in. Find like the cleaning ladies. Fa- little... Waited to hear the cleaning car. Because of course, we've got the do not disturb sign because we can't get out of bed. Yeah see the cleaning cart and just go in there and just scoop every roll of toilet paper off the cart and right back this in the room. This is horrific. That's terrible. That was the worst. That was the worst trip. And of course wow. by Sunday, like we, we, this was, a, I don't remember what day. I think this was maybe a Thursday night. I believe the game was a Thursday night. If I'm not mistaken. I think it was. Uh, so by Sunday we're leaving Monday morning. And by Sunday I was, I was well enough that I could walk, uh, but I wasn't going to be more than 30 feet away, but I was able to walk down to the sports book, get bets in the games and then come back up and lay in bed and watch them. But that was like, yeah. a, that was like the only gambling I did that. Yeah. Time, so, wow. So not quite Schrodinger's cat, but do we feel like Tommy may have caused Cruz to drop the volleyball? He heard him scream vomiting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a really, boy, I, I'll tell you what, like, and I'm sure it's a casino, so I'm sure there's video of it, but yeah, boy, well, that would be great. <laughs> footage to have, I guess. Yeah, but, you know, you think about it's Vegas. Like, that probably doesn't even phase them. Like, that probably happens yeah. 30 times a day in that in that casino. And we've talked about Game 6 before, I think on here. Yeah. And I the only thing I'll say about that was that moment when the crowd realized that the ball had gotten past Cruz. They didn't catch it. It hit the wall. People were rounding the bases to tie this game up. That, that instant was the loudest moment I've ever ever experienced at any sporting event even like i've been to jerry world and some other places that are like enclosed and there's 80 90,000 people there as opposed to say there's maybe right but you can't manufacture a moment like that i mean I, that's... i've never experienced a, a crowd that was so loud at that yeah. moment and i was contributing to it by scream cussing yeah. i was not <laughs> yeah no i was not scream vomiting but I mean, it was a terrible, that whole experience was terrible, but I kind of get a little bit of satisfaction now, like to say like that I literally threw up when Nelson Cruz dropped the ball. Like, I, I feel like that's, literally. no, that's an appropriate use of literally though. It's okay. It's too, no. Because you could say, you could say I threw up as a metaphor. I literally threw up. <laughs> it's just, he's pushing all in. <laughs> yeah, he is. Dave, do you have any diarrhea stories? No, no. All right. So say we got Joey sent us a three-pronged email. The first two have gone pretty well. Uh, this last one, what is your dream vacation and who is there with you? Well, definitely not you two guys. Do we That's know the name of, do we know the name of the 90 pound 50 pound girl? <laughs> she could probably come. Boy. As it were. <laughs> We just referred to her in, as two words, and the second one was McGee. <laughs> <laughs> Very well. Very well played. I don't know. I mean, my my favorite vacations are always something that's beachfront related. Mm-hmm. And I've been to Hawaii one time, but that was in like a, a big family setting. Like, like my wife's... My wife... Her parents, her sister, there were some other like friends of the family and stuff that were that were there. So it was a fairly large group. So I think going somewhere like that, and I guess I'll take the wife with me if I have to. 
All right, that's I'm, who I would go with, obviously. I'm going to go a little... With my wife and with Jesus, who's always with me. <laughs> I'm going to go a little... Well uh, said. Hi, bro. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the assumption that money's no object and that, that I'm not having to fund this myself. All right. You can, go to the moon? Can I take that liberty? Yeah. I'm going to the moon. <laughs> I'm going to quit this podcast. I want to... So, I'm going to charter a large boat and Kyrie Irving and I are going to sail <laughs> off the end of the earth <laughs> Here's here's my, my here's my dream, Re, somewhat based in reality, but would, would, would this would be a six figure trip? So, Virgin Galactic. Yeah, you'd have to pay for it basically. But no, I mean, so it would combine everything I love. I love gambling. I, I love auto racing. I would love to go to Monaco for the Monaco GP and okay. tickets to the race and all the all the pedigree, and then obviously gamble, you know, in Monaco. Yeah, like I mean, that, that's like. Casino Royale, you know, I mean, that's, gamble with those fancy like gold. Yeah, I mean, that's like things. that's like that's like the James Bond level of gambling. But I mean, to go even stay anywhere near there yeah. that weekend is is unattainable. You have to stay on one of those yachts or something. I mean, the the money that comes into town. But yeah, I think that would be well, that sounds realistic. That would be about the pinnacle. Yeah, I, do, you, <laughs> do you think that Iron Man will be uh, participating in the Monaco Grand Prix that year? Or <laughs> is that a non Iron Man year? <laughs> That has nothing. That's not even like, like he'll get ram jammed. <laughs> so wow. this is like, Dave, would you go to Abilene? <laughs> I'd go to the Key City. Yeah, I'd go to Dillon. I'm, I'm surprised. I'd go to the landing strip in Dillon. <laughs> I'm surprised. Uh, Monaco's good. I'm surprised Tommy didn't say... Uh, a lot of thought in that, though. Yeah. Mine was more generic. I thought Tommy might say Macau, because it has gambling and Asians. Two things <laughs> Something Tommy looks very passionate about. <laughs> True. <laughs> yes. Okay, next email. We're going to have to speed through these, I I gather. Yeah, we're... we're yeah, we need to... We need All to right. get this thing wrapped up, or um, All right, let's my go. computer's going to uh, run out of memory. KJ has some questions, but we'll... We'll go through these. Well, we, if there's any of them that we can save till the next episode, we could do that. Well, this one's NBA All Star Game. Well, we got a reference that. there. And I'm just gonna go ahead and unplug we my mic. Through these, <laughs> these are gonna be quick, I think. Okay, it says when the NBA All Star Game now over or almost over. If we have a live sports update, I don't know. This looks like wrestling to me. Nine nine minutes left in the fourth. I'm seeing the Orient Express <laughs> fighting the Rockers right now, and they need to pick up the scoring here. Yeah, in they a went hurry. to the four corners. It says I now consider this to be basketball season. So what are some of your favorite dunk contest memories? Tommy's just excluded from that competition. That, uh, that I'm making the rolling dice sign with my hand right now. Do you have any, Dave, dunk um, contest memories? Not, not anything that really stands out. It's just so tricked up. I'll go more old school, I okay. guess. So the 88 contest between Jordan and Dominique is always top for me. Which I think Jordan, he wasn't the first one to do the free throw line dunk, but I think he was, he did it best first. And that doesn't make sense. And no one had like a sense. Kia pulled out on the court no. when he did it. Okay. So no. did, did Jordan use drones? No, he didn't need drones. Um, D Brown when he pumped up his. Oh, that was a good pumps, one. That was a good. And one. he did the blind. He held his his arm in front of his over his eyes when he dunked it. That was good. And uh, I think the best performance in a dunk contest ever was Vince Carter 
when he started off where he did like the windmill and then he just left his arm, arm like at his elbow and just hung there. That was awesome. They should have just shut down the dunk contest forever right then. <laughs> so I think those are mine. Those are um, good. Second question is, how do you begin researching and planning for March Madness? I think he's somewhat asking us this and somewhat just trolling <laughs> me. I just wait for Bracket Dan to get his picks. Okay. Tommy again does nothing. I used to be like huge into college basketball and March Madness. <coughs> now I haven't even filled out a bracket just for the purpose of just filling it out in at least the last few years. Um, but I used to, as a kid, and like through probably at least through high school, maybe into college, used to like study like the power rankings and watch a lot of games and stuff like that. And would put together my own bracket the night before the real one was announced, just so I could compare one to the other. Oh wow! Before seating and all yeah. that. Oh wow! And in one year, I I used to save these. I've destroyed them so they wouldn't come back to haunt me at some point in time. <laughs> like when I knew I'd start a podcast one day. <laughs> but at one year, I know I got like sixty-three out of the sixty-four teams right. Wow! And I would keep track as how many seeds I had. Like I was wow. way into it. Going back to the worst date you've ever, whatever, I don't have any stories because I was putting together brackets. Because <laughs> you never got on any dates. I was dealing with brackets, not r- racks. That doesn't rhyme. That didn't really work. You, um, you tried, though. Like, yeah. you really, I think that good was try, a good try. Good effort. Really it good says, idea. will you put together a podcast, March Madness Pick'em Pool? Maybe some kind of pool between all the podcasts, huh? That'd be good. I'd be okay with that as long as you guys do the picking, I'll do the advertising. <laughs> <laughs> He does all the picking. Uh, okay, yeah, I think we that's a good idea. All right, yeah, I like that. that idea. And the one with the worst picks has to watch Loose Change, or we'll find we'll find something. Okay. We have to watch that uh, that documentary that Jeff Floyd recommended, which I actually here is excellent, by the way. But I still keep kicking Ooh, him in the nuts. Someone should watch. Uh, have to watch a uh, Going Clear. Ooh, the Scientology one. Oh, I've, I've watched that. I might just. It's actually really good. <laughs> All right, two more, and then we'll be done. Uh, Gustav starts out weird theory. Why did I think for some reason that Tom and Dave were brothers? Is there some fake news bullcrap going on? Okay, let me tell you something. I am in touch with the community, but I am not a brother. Fair enough. <laughs> there you have it. Okay. Dave echoes that. <laughs> it says, uh, <coughs> excuse me, I'm dying on air. Uh, what is the standard Taco Casa order for tell me where to turn? Well, you, you start with a burrito, right? Are you asking me? Or no, I'm trying, me? I'm trying to guess. I think I know what you usually get. He's interrogating you. Burrito's on the list. Okay. And it ends with you, <laughs> American Standard, <laughs> begging for death. <laughs> It ends with me at Devil's Bowl Speedway, <laughs> hunched over a trough. Two to, I, you know what? There's a Taco Casa cup right there. There sure is. I'm thinking about maybe just changing my name to Taco Casa Glenn. <laughs> we need to see if they'll sponsor. They're getting enough That's free. What I'm trying to hey, get pub. sponsor TJ Cloutier. Just saying. two tacos, two tostadas, and a bean. That burrito. is going to be the avatar image for the podcast. Is the TJ Cloutier head to toe taco Taco Casa suit? That's awesome. It's true. I'm in. It's true. So there's a standard order right there. I had that tonight. So one more email. This is from one Chad McCann, 
who we have not heard from previously via email. So thanks for uh, sending us something. Such courage. And Chad says, in 1995, at the age of 15 or so, he got kicked out of the original bomb factory for what was supposed to be an all-ages show to go see 311. Wow. He waited out back for the band and got escorted in by their tour manager. Whoa. He watched the entire show on the stage. Favorite band to this day. Get this. He's seen them 20 or more times since then. Man. Wow. I don't want to alienate another listener, so I'm just going to keep my opinions to myself. But, man. So he's seen them 23 times, maybe? Do you know where uh, they got their name? Uh, Okay, there's one. It's like the police code for, like, exposing yourself to a blind person. And then the other one is 311s is KKK. Is that the theory? I, I, I was just asking. I is it the eleventh letter in the alphabet K? I don't know anything about you don't know that anything letter. About the letter K. <laughs> I don't know anything about that letter. You, you seem to know pretty easily what what, what number that, it is. Yeah, that did seem to slide off the tongue pretty. I followed the career of Three Eleven in their early days. I've never seen them in person. Man, that Three Eleven is one of the few things that that me and the woman that I live with currently disagree on because she likes them and I I just think they're awful. Um, I just think they're terrible. It's a unique sound. She says sure. it makes her want to go to the beach, and it's just this good feel-good thing. And I just think it sounds like just basically what I did at the Aria 2011. <laughs> you know, I think... So, uh, when did they come out? Like, 93, I think. Something like that. So, I was about 15 or 16, I think, when they first hit... And I think from that until I was about 25 or 26, I think I was I was never a huge fan, mm-hmm. but I own a uh, Glenn 311. I own a, a 311 Greatest Hits CD that I bought like in 04 or something like that. But I think since I was like 25 so that, or 26 so that had two, years old. two songs on it? Yeah, <laughs> it was an EP. That's one of those like the last decade or so, it doesn't really get any spins. So I would say if you've seen 311... 23 times is probably 22 too many, but keep e- emailing us. So when you went to Goody Records to buy the 311 Greatest Hit, were they just out of, now that's what I call music crew <laughs> or whatever you were actually going in there to buy? Uh, they, they've got some good tracks. I don't think I could go to a concert. I don't think it would keep me entertained enough. I don't think they got enough to throw out there, but hey. Music is about preference, and if that's what you prefer, that's where you swing. If if you support if Chad, you support the KKK. <laughs> it's a free country. <laughs> oh goodness! That's all of our emails. We'll see you next week, then. I guess Taco Casa sponsor sponsor that episode too.